Hey, it's your favorite strange visitors from another planet. And yes, we've been having our little delays and everything else. Some cuffs have been rotated and life happens and everything. But we'll hopefully be back on a fairly regular schedule. And Greg, if you were a kryptonite, what color would you be? I would be jewel kryptonite. Because it's you know, so pretty how and many shiny. Of them are there's, there's white, there's blue, blue, there's red, there's green, there's gold. Yeah. Did you know that kryptonite was originated on the radio, radio show? show? The radio yeah, show. I, when I found that, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. There's actually a lot of stuff from the radio show that they adapted. Jimmy Olsen first appeared on the radio show. And uh, I'm trying to think. There was some other stuff. What about now? Now I know Gotham was a, but, but was was it originally Metropolis or was it just New York? I mean, for Metropolis, was it always Metropolis? Well, I think it was always Metropolis, but the newspaper was called the Daily Star for a while. They didn't come up with Daily Planet for till later. But <laughs> you know what's really interesting? I, I listened to this thing on Sirius XM because they have a. Oh no, it wasn't Sirius. Sorry, it was a. America's America's Stories or something. It's a podcast. And they were doing an ad. And they said that, did you know that once Superman battled the Ku Klux Klan? And that was one of the radio stories. And he, there was another one called, I have that one. It's called um, something, The Skin Game. And it was all about these kids on a track team. And apparently they were of a different race. And they were being targeted. I mean, and now you got to remember, that's 1940s. Five or so, and they were dealing with that stuff, and they used to have little ads on the radio show in between. You know, kids, have you ever felt like you're the guy that always gets picked on at school? Well, that's not right. And they used to have all these morality things, and it was very interesting. And by the way, it, it's the 85th anniversary of Superman, so that's why we're yeah. talking about a lot. Can you imagine? American icon. Just man. imagine, though, you create something. Hey, what are you doing if my sunglasses on? <laughs> <laughs> But can you imagine, can you imagine, though, like you create something? And the thing about, like, Siegel and Schuster, what did they do? They, they got reamed. <laughs> no, actually, you read about it. They sold it because they thought it wasn't going to last. Right. They thought, they came up with the Spectre. They came up with a gangbuster or somebody else. There was some other character. But they sold with. it for, like, 200 bucks or something. What was the thing? <laughs> but the mean, thing, can you imagine, though, you get, like, a prop. Ah, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Well, you know, and it's funny. I was watching uh, a DVD of the Fleischer cartoons, and it was a DC-issued uh, one. And there was a special feature on there, Man Myth, Superman, something like that. And they went all the way back in history to Hercules and all these like, but they said every, every civilization had some sort of hero drama stories and the stories were basically always the same throughout history yeah. of the struggles and the evil and this and that. And they said, and it, this, I thought this was a bit of a stretch, but. Michael Uslin there was on there, and he goes, well, look at the cuneiform things and the hieroglyphics. He goes, well, those are like comic books. Those are like comic panels. And and I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe, sort of. Well, <laughs> Stan know? Lee said, basically, what are the superheroes? It's just the Greek gods. It's just mythology. Right. That's, so you got the strong guy, the fast yeah. guy. How many use the legend of go from Moses, Oedipus, everybody... 
I think Osiris, where they find the kid abandoned. Right. Like Superman coming yeah. to, they find the kid abandoned and raised, who turns out to be... And they always said there's an allegory, like, between Batman and Superman. Batman represented, like, the Gilded Age, the old money. Right. Like, while Superman represented the immigrant, you came here, you could do anything. Yeah. So that's why Batman was all grumpy and grim and yeah. Superman well, was positive. I, I always thought, I always liked the way they analyzed the secret identity deal because they said, well... Superman is actually Clark Kent, really. And they said that Bruce Wayne is the disguise, but Batman is his real personality. Very and deep. I think that's very interesting. Very deep. But there's also the one, I'd like somebody, like, I could look this up, but remember for early days of Batman, Harvey Dent was Harvey Kent? No. He was. Remember. He was Harvey Kent. I was reading some of the... Oh, wow. I'm wondering if they changed it because people were writing in wondering if this was like Supercar Kent's evil cousin. Yeah, well, maybe. Sure. That would make sense. Yeah, continuity. Ever since that <laughs> John Byrne did that 80s reboot thing, I mean, the whole mythology got twisted up. I mean, I kind of... After that, I kind of got lost track of a lot of Well, stuff. I shocked some people at the comic book store, a lot of like younger people, where I said, well, you read Superman. You know why Lex Luthor turned evil, right? Well, he was an evil businessman. No, you know why he really turned evil? No. Basically, for my reason, he lost his hair. Ah. Because remember, they were friends when they were kids, and what happened was like a kryptonite, so it must have taken... There was a fire. Yeah, well, Superboy what happened put out a fire. Was there was like a kryptonite meteorite crashed. So it must have been after the radio show. And I yeah. think Luther, was he invented on the radio show even, maybe? I don't no, know. but he was in the movie serial. Yeah. yeah. He was in Adam, man. But what they did was he took his tractor and he plowed away the the kryptonite meteor. He saved Superboy. They were, became friends. But Luther was experimenting. He was like a little scientist. He was exploring. Right. He did a Jack Parsons. He basically blew something up in his little thing. And Superman came. He blew the flames up. When he blew the flames out... Right. Terrifying. The chemical he became, up yeah. as we all do when we start going bald, we became mad at the world. That's right. But we you ever do a what everybody. if? You ever do a what if and think this guy became like a billionaire, this brilliant inventor? Couldn't he have grown some hair or got a really good coupe? Right. Well, you know, hatred doesn't have much common sense. If you really hate somebody, you're just you just want to hate them, and that you live for that hate. And I think that's what they really try to capitalize on is is. Is the you know these guys? They're on this single-minded agenda. They're all ADD. They just they have one thing in their head, and that's it. Well, the old theory about the villains too that Tom Baker, Doctor Who, said this one time. He said the thing to remember if you play a villain, and he always wanted to play Dracula or something. The villain always thinks he's right and he's doing right. good. And Lex Luthor would say Superman's preventing me from saving the world and from having all these advancements. Yeah. Well. I did like I did like some of the stuff in the movies what they tried to tap into like Lex Luthor thinking that Superman was this god and and this whole paranoia that because I mean that's happened before like in stories they say you know well what if Superman didn't want to be a nice guy and do good things and they're trying yeah. to do they tried to do on in Lois and Superman I've only watched if you watch this series yeah, at all it's pretty good. Uh, they tried to do the whole thing in the first season where Superman's an alien and he's a threat. Yeah. They've done that in the comics, too, like that. Well, I think that reflects more of the modern times because, I mean, would we really just accept this guy? Well, did you ever see Brightburn? 
No, but I I saw it on uh, that is warp on, on online. I want to watch it's it. It's Mark on... Millar did it, so you know it's mm-hmm. pretty. But it's about okay. They don't use the name, but this couple of dogs. Yeah, kid comes show, down and he's evil and he's kind of psychotic. Right, <laughs> it's a little difference there. It's a little difference. I, I saw it. I was on HBO Max the other day, and actually this morning I was watching. Uh, have you seen the Perry Mason reboot? That they oh did? no, very very good. If you watch it, because it takes place in the 1920s. And he's kind of like a, just a, he's like, he's a down on his luck attorney. He just takes all the scummy cases and he's a, he, he's not the suave guy that they portrayed later. And, um, yeah, it's pretty good. And there's a fatty Arbuckle reference in there. And, uh, I still never, that's one case I'd like to, I know John Candy wanted to play him in a movie. Yeah, and I don't good. know enough about it, but it sounds like he might have like just gotten, I don't, like if he was guilty or not. But his career got ruined. Yeah. And I don't know enough about it to say if he was well, or Well, he raped somebody, I believe. That's the thing. Did he do it, though, or not? No, but going back to, like, old comedians and, uh, like, I would say Keaton's the greatest, but Harold Lloyd's my favorite. Oh, yeah, Harold I mean, Lloyd's Harold great. Lloyd is, and I can you imagine, I know, like, the clock, safety last, with the, the angles make it more dangerous looking, but still, come on. But even the backdrops and the, and the projections and the things that they did back, you know, for silent era, they were pretty advanced. But like the general with Keaton, they, with the scene with the house, yeah, they only had one shot. Right, he had to stand in just the right spot. Yeah, all that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating crazy. though. I love those. I could watch those all day. I have a bunch of those on old VHS things that I recorded. Well, PBS when, used to show them a lot. Right, PBS so I think I recorded them from that. And I have some of those, and I have. Uh, I have some of the silent little rascals too. Oh when wow! When we first started out, do they have uh, now? What came first? Did the radio show come first, or the Fleischer cartoons? Do you know? I don't know. I I've... believe the the Fleischer cartoons were forty one and forty two, so I think the radio show was forty seven. Was I a think. little bit after that. Yeah. No, the Fle- the radio show went from forty something to. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I have to look it up. That's, you don't have to look it up. It, went, it went quite a long the time. The beauty ago. of it these days, like YouTube's a treasure trove for old radio shows. Yeah. Which is awesome. You could find all these great episodes of these old things. Which reminds me, I should lend you, but I got to get them back. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I, I have, I have, I bought a bunch of. You heard uh, it on air. I do. <laughs> I can't sell them. <laughs> no, don't buy anything from this man. He's, it, it's mine if he's trying to sell. No, I got some Green Hornet and Shadow box sets of CDs, and they're really, really good. Oh, those! Are, but now, of course, the first Superman was the Kirk Allen, right? And I still love the effects in that. I don't care. It was Luther? He was was with Atomic Man, wasn't it? Yeah, he was a Adam Man. Yeah, Adam Man. Yeah, it was interesting. Lyle Talbert, he was a great actor too. He was like the. I think they called him one of like the Olivier's of bad movies because he was in like Ed Wood, all these old. Well, he was he was Ozzy Nelson's neighbor on the Ozzy and Harriet show. <laughs> but I love the flying. Isn't the flying cool in yeah. there where you go, like, it's a little, like, animation, then he lands? Well, which is funny because they even tried harder on TV with a less of a budget, <laughs> and they did better, which is very strange. You know, not controversial, but you know my call on this. I still think Phyllis Coates is the best. I love Phyllis Coates. I think she was like you would call the old-time noir dame. Yeah. But she was tough. Oh yeah, and and she you know she was no, she looked right, 
the the outfit was good, the hair was good, everything, and her attitude. She was like, not that we Noel Neal was fine, but she was more like Alice crammed in. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, she was a lot gentler, but yeah, Noel. Uh, Phyllis Coates was just so, you know, I don't care what you say, I'm going to go check this out, you know. Yeah, she was always like the one where there's the killer, like in the gas mask, killing everybody. I'm just going to go drive down. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what happened with the show. You know, this said the first year was, I mean, you go watch those episodes. First three was like hardcore crime. Right. Well, that that first season was on the backs of the radio show, and it was the same producer. So that's why... It was, and the, if you listen to the radio shows, they're much more crime oriented. There are some science, scientific things. Those like a, there's a couple of ray, ray things, and I invented this ray, and it's going to do this or that. So they, they tried to be more scientific, but I think they were smart on uh, the TV show to stay away from a lot of that stuff. Well, you know you can't do it, though, too. That's the thing. Yeah. You just don't have the budget. Look right. at, like, the robots and stuff they had on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all... I love the Runaway no, Robot. No, no, I love that episode. No, the one, <laughs> one of the episodes that always sticks in my head is when they trap Superman and Lois in a bathysphere. Yeah. They figure, okay, he can't like, get out. And he thinks of, well, I just open it I'll pull it up. Yeah. There's a lot of physics issues <laughs> And then that, the other one that <laughs> cracks me up is the one where they go, they go back in time. Right. Then Superman just said, well, I followed you back here. But I can't get back. But with Mr. Kent, uh, we don't. We don't know where he is. Well, there was there was an interesting thing. I was watching some YouTube thing about, you know, goofs in that series. And there were the typical ones like the ducking the gun and stuff like that. But, you know, they were, you know he, he traveled through time in the comics all the time. Oh, yeah, but he no couldn't take them. You figure he couldn't, he could just say, well, I can't take you back with me. It will yeah. kill you. <laughs> so, I don't know. They, they just, they had to do that for drama reasons, I suppose. But, like, Jimmy Olsen was just, like, such the whole wholesome 1950s boy. Yeah. Golly gee, Mr. Kent. He was great, though. No, Jack he had Carson embodied He's that. one of those guys, I think, his whole life he had the same haircut. Yeah. But wasn't he, he was in Superman uh, Returns. I know Noel Neal yeah. was. He was the widow yeah, he was the bartender when they were in the bar. And he was on Lois and Clark, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and Phyllis Coates played Lois's yeah. mother. She's show. still alive. Yeah. She's like 96 years old. I actually saw her. It's really funny, man. She was in a Leave it to Beaver episode. She played this neighbor, and it was like this weird story where, I don't know, but she looked completely different. Her hair was long, and it was like, she. you almost can't tell it's her. The other funny thing about Adventures of Superman, too, was like there's a one guy especially who played the mobster in almost every other episode. He was like one of the goons. Oh, Ben Weldon. Yeah. Like, yeah he, I'll tell you, man, I got some old movies with him. He, he played like this uh, lumberjack guy in one movie, and he was a... Uh, he was like always a bouncer. Or he was. He was. He's been in movies since the '30s. Other guys see shows up a lot. It's actually the guy who he was, was in Batman too. Oh, he was. He was yeah. in the. If if you watch the, um, well, not one of my favorite episodes, but the uh, one with Vincent Price, their egghead. He was one of the <laughs> oh, his cronies <laughs> in that. Yeah, you start just doing the egg puns the rest of the day and everything. Yeah. But that's like also too. I would say like Superman, the Mole Men's awesome. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. And I mean, if you get the the set of the Superman thing, they'll give you the movie, or they'll give you the you know the, yeah. where they broke it up. Well, that's a good that's a good example of like the radio show philosophy is like that whole persecution thing, and because a lot of those radio shows dealt with prejudice and persecution, and uh, you know I think they were trying to make their point with that. You know, 
that you don't just because you don't understand it you want to kill it you know and all that and i think it's stuff. true it's like you go like the, you know, the fourth will be here before we know of, i mean every country has problems and we do but it, trying to live up to the ideals of america what we should be oh happy we, memorial day almost by yeah the way. it's almost memorial <laughs> day too this should be out beforehand unless lex Luthor gets and, to it and speaking of memorial day and fourth of july i would like to say what i always say on these holidays it's not about hot dogs and beer it's about the freedom to have hot dogs and beer. Thank you. Or not to have burgers. Have, <laughs> That's right. Uh, or gluten-free. Hey, it's your right. That's what we fought for all those years ago. Very good. That's why we killed all those. Never mind. I can hear them. <laughs> dun, da, 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 da. Bum, bum, ba, bum, and of course, bum, we have the story. Bum, You've bum, seen bum, Hollywood bum. Land, right? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Do you have good. any idea on, like, George Reeves, you think he just like it just killed himself or like it, it, it's so hard to say. I mean, it was weird. He had the party and then he didn't want to deal with the party <laughs> and then he came. Then they hear the shot. So who the hell knows? But I that mean, was actually one of my games. If I played the Superman game on uh, like if you go through the last couple seasons, he would go to lunch, he get fizzled, and you could see him on yeah, the show being. Yeah. Fairly uh, out of it. <laughs> just like Ed Norton on the Honeymooners. Or right. Because Jackie Gleason was drunk all the time. He was functional. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess he is like a functional drunk. But Eric Carney couldn't. <laughs> you could see a couple of these. Well, you know, there, when he had his variety show in the, was it, 70s, was it? Well, anyway, there was always this rumor that he had booze in the coffee cup that he had sitting there. I've never, I've heard. Have you ever seen actually the Baron, good old Baron, our great uh, from our last jam, and he shall return. Yes. Uh, but he told me I I missed this. Have you ever seen the Life of Riley? I love Life of yeah, Riley. Yeah, doesn't he said Gleason plays like almost like a version of Riley? He's like Svelton, but yeah. I thought William Bendix was in it though. Like he was like yeah, he was. He was on the radio version too. Yeah. What a revolting development. <laughs> that's where they come, so that's where they come from, yeah. though. But, I mean, you don't know. It's weird because, like, the story on George Reeves is everybody liked him, supposedly. He was like, yeah, he was a good guy. He liked the kids, and, he, you know, he... I mean, he talked that kid down from... Yeah, that like, was, like, one of the things... I guess, like, they had the thing, like, the Three Stooges would have to tell, you know, people don't be whacking each other over there with, like... Are you in pokers? And yeah. Stuff. But like, not to try to jump off your roof. But they had the one where didn't, this is a true story too, where the kid pointed the gun yeah. at him. Yeah, I remember that. It's in Hollywood land, but supposedly everything it is, is true. true. But he didn't want to smoke around him and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of cool. It was actually like Bruno Sammartino, the wrestler. He took it seriously as champ, and he said after his matches, and I take it like they were like on the afternoon during the week, he would go to an Italian restaurant, have dinner. And he said he'd like to have a glass of wine with dinner. No yeah. big deal, right? right? He said if he saw any families with kids, he wouldn't because he didn't want to see right, a kid. Right. you imagine anybody say that now with some of these yeah. athletes? Well, I won't snort coke. And yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, is that, who's that guy that's just snoring, smoking that joint? I see some of these guys like that. But he took it seriously because that's how Superman was. Superman was yeah. like, and that's what I always say like about Superman too when you do, he's not dark or complex. I mean, you could have like a whole thing about he's an orphan, but he's, optimistic yeah right he's and he's always going for the good fight and you know he's always hopeful which is a good lesson to learn i mean you know it's easy to get down it's easy to see the darker side of stuff and but you know it's funny too they in this uh in these special features i was watching they were talking about how everything kind of got mushed together because like up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane faster than speed all that stuff came from the cartoons 
Yeah, because remember, he's didn't actually. I think it's coming. I have an idea. Didn't it start where like he was like sort of like the Hulk though? At first, he just leaped. That's why it said he yeah. leaped. Yeah, and they said they this looks him. stupid. Fleischer said this Wee! looks ridiculous. <laughs> we gotta have him fly. Can't we have him fly? And and DC finally said, Yeah, I guess. So because he was just hopping around like playing leapfrog over buildings. Like the Incredible you know, Hulk. Yeah. But there's like another point too, and someone like I think simplicity sometimes. We get wallowed down and too complex, like, in everything. It's like, actually, my friend Pat Thomas, you know Pat. Yeah. He was just, he wrote a post about something I actually said about Prague a few times. I love the musicianship, but sometimes you don't have that feel like with singer-songwriters. Well, the stuff is so precise. It's like you have to play it the way it is, or it's not the same tune. But there was some, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Kurt Swan. It was some Superman writer, maybe Dan Juergens, where he said... You know, back in the old days, like you read the old comic, Superman would be flying across the ocean. A dragon would come up, blast him, yeah. go back in the water. Yeah. Go These days, it would be a three-series build, SU build up to the dragon, right. what it was and everything. You see else. the tail. <laughs> and I think the 50s were a great time for, like, goofy comics, too. Like A lot of people, like, criticize Batman the TV show, and, hey, it saved the comic, but... They did Goofy Batman in the 50s. It was Batman. Oh, yeah. Rainbow Batman. The Batman of Zura and R, like the Space Batman. Yeah. And and I think, again, I think I've said this before, when that TV show came out in 66, that's that's what they had to draw from. I mean, if he was looking at 1960s Batman comics... They were pretty. They were kind of silly. Carried a gun, I think, though, like in the early like thirties or forties. They actually carried that. You know, oh, yeah, he had a gun, and yeah, it was interesting. And they drew on that, but they brought back Alfred because Alfred had been killed in the comic, but he was so popular, right? And they they created Aunt Harriet for another reason. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> then one. they got rid of her. You know, she vanished to go visit relatives when Batgirl came on. Yeah. Because then it was all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the whole point, the the campiness of that show. I love the show. So Me I too, because I I still maintain this. They tried to show how ridiculous it would be if that world was in our three-dimensional world. Because especially like the dialogue. What do you think, Robin? I don't know, Batman. Gosh, Batman. You're right, Robin. I mean, by using the names and every sentence unfor- and all that stuff. Unfortunately or unfortunately, you know, we don't we try to avoid politics on here, but I had to laugh a little. There's an episode with the penguin on. And he let him out of prison, right? Yeah. He gets out and the, the warden's going, Our progressive reforms don't seem to be working. Oh, I know. They, they let him I they know. tried to let him wear his I he, tried my catch progressive him, They catch things. him right on yeah. camera yeah. on camera. What crimes am I gonna do? <laughs> well, they got away with a lot on that. I remember show, like man. Mayor Lindsay from yeah. Mayor Lindsay. But I think the thing was Adam West is a genius. He was. Because how many people, could you think of like anybody, and Leslie Nielsen tried to do it with his police squad. Yeah. Everyone, you, well, you have to play this character. You can't like wink. Yeah. Chuckle. You have to play completely straight. Right. And, and you know, there's no looking at the camera and all that kind of stuff. Or like, you know. Commissioner Gordon and everything else, Hamilton, right? Neil right. Hamilton. And he's but, an old actor too. I saw I saw him in a Hammer film 
like the Devil's Hand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil's Hand's a great movie. And then Alan Napier, of course, he's been a lot of like British films. But the way they play like the, you know, the the, police, Bigora. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're pretty incompetent because they think Batman for everything. But, you know, all like, but that's how it was in those days. I was watching some Dragnets and I just get, nobody nobody does hippies. Like the one with the blue boy with the ass. I like the fifties dragnets better. That one's awesome. But the thing was, that's how they drew. That's how stuff was those days. Where you know the man was the good. You know the man was good. You know they were they were pure of purpose and everything. Yeah. You think about it. If you listen to all these old radio shows, because I I have this one on my Roku. It's called um, Crime Crime Time or something like that. It's just all radio shows, but it's all cop oriented but they have green hornet in the shadow and stuff like that but it's mostly like you know this is your fbi and my i was a communist for the fbi have you ever heard yeah. heard that one <laughs> that's crazy stuff i mean I, apparently this guy did that for seven years he infiltrated the, the communist but anyway but but it was always no nonsense and you got to remember in the 20s and 30s crime was off the charts you know, with prohibition and everything else, and we're kind of cycling back to it now. The only thing and is, the yeah. more you let people get away with, and I don't want to get on a rant here, but it just seems like the more you let people get away with, and the, the kinder you try to be with laws, the more people take advantage. But of But I remember I got stuck the one time I didn't realize it was at Dandrew's party house, and I ended up having dinner with these mobsters. And I'm like, then there afterwards, they're like, well, they, they, gave, the they gave me the bill though, and I, what's this with the bill? And he goes, kid. We're crime. Crime don't pay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I had to get the cheesy joke in. I'm going to jump at way ahead for a minute, then go back. But I've been wanting to ask you for weeks, but we've had all our guests. What did you think of the Black Adam movie? Because I know you saw it. And... I liked it. I didn't finish it. I had about 10 minutes to go. You didn't miss. Oh, yeah, you did miss something. But but I, I thought it was good. I don't see what all the negativity was about. I thought it was a... A fine movie. It didn't bother me. You missed me. the Superman cameo. Yeah, right? but I'll see it. It's on HBO Max. I'll just go. Have to go. You knew what happened, it. though. Yeah. But I mean, Black Adam and Namor are so alike in a lot of ways, where they're nationalists. Right. They just want to protect their lands and everything. Now it was a little bit by you know I you know it was a little by the books. What's wrong with that? It wasn't as violent as you think. It was just. I thought the story was good. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. And for me, one of my favorite comics of the decade is Jeff Johns' Justice Society. So I love all those characters coming out. Right. I just watched, uh, again, HBO Max has some great stuff. I just watched The Legion of Superheroes with the kids from the future, the teens. And Supergirl goes back in time. Superman sends her back or sends her into the future. And she becomes a part of the, the Legion of Superheroes. But the story was really good. The dialogue was really good. They they captured the teen mindset without, you know, making it stupid. Like, you know, the girls weren't going, as if. You know, no, they, that, there wasn't that any of Valley Girl stuff. That could be my favorite 1970s comic. Yeah, I love that I stuff. love that. And I love the, actually, the big the oversized book with Mordu where they go back in time. Yeah. 
that's I think that's one of my favorite stories of all time. Then the 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 reject league, like all these right. who didn't make it or whatever. Bouncing boy should have yeah. been in that. Did you see yeah. now? Have you seen the suit? I have actually. I, I own this too. Was it sixties <laughs> or seventies? The Superman cartoons they had after the flight. Show, I have those. Yeah, which are pretty. I mean, that's when like the Aquaman one came out, and Bud Collier did the voice for that. And then they had Batman with Burt West and Adam. Yeah, but more than But in the seventies, I got a bunch of those. I got the Superboy ones too. There were I got a VHS of them. Bob Hastings did the voice for Superboy, and he was in a bunch of old radio stuff like sci-fi things. And he played in McHale's Navy. He was uh, the captain or whatever. Who was the captain? I'm not, you know, I'm not. He was the captain's a- assistant. Oh, if you watch, or maybe or whatever they call. Him. Uh, no, who was the Joe, whatever the 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 head guy, his assistant. I remember Bob I remember. Yeah, but I don't remember. But then, of course, like I'll say too, once you get Joe the, Flynn, or once somebody. you get the Donner cut of the Superman two, you can't go back. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely great. I had a thing for watching Superman three the other day, and I went to look for it, and I know I have it, and I could not find it. Maybe the red kryptonite got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember I saw Superman in the movies, and this is still by some considered the best. Superhero movie of all time. Yeah. Have you ever? This is a little bit off the track, but it's the same. It's the carnival. You kidding? Yeah. But have you ever watched the deleted scenes in Batman Forever? Yeah. That would have been really cool to have that in there. I had to admit too, like I used to love that movie more and more. Jim Carrey's Riddler's noise the hell out of me. Yeah, <laughs> but I still think it's a. Now, I like that Lee movie because it's awesome. it, it, it straddled. It had just enough campiness to to Eli make it work. That holy rusted metal. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the metal, it's rusted. Yeah, full of holes. <laughs> no, I, a lot of people complained about it. I actually really liked it. I did, too. It was just the, the next one was the one that was terrible. Oh, that's like on my <laughs> list of like all time. That lost when they were singing the Cold Miser song. That's yeah. what I just sort of... What a, and I think Clooney could have been a good Batman. Yeah, he, he's a good actor. Good Bruce Wayne. I just watched From Dust Till Dawn recently. Yeah, that's so much fun. That's great. That's awesome, though. But that's like, but oh, so do you remember Superman three? Yeah. I in fact, there's a there's a I'll t- be Richard Pryor. <laughs> there's a TV version of that too. That's longer. That has a bunch of extra stuff. And I was watching a guy. I watch these things on YouTube. This Oliver, somebody or other, does all these reviews, and he's like a British guy or something, but. And he was talking about, he goes, I saw that movie when I was a kid on TV or VHS or something. And he goes, it's hard to watch it without all those other scenes put in. Now, I have the Superman 1, a three-hour version of that, where they just took everything that was cut out and threw it back in. And it does sort of, you can sort of see why they took some stuff out. Like, there was this whole this whole thing between Luther and... And Otis, oh my God, they were like, he was like a sadist to him. What it, was it, Otisville? Him up and, was it Otisville? <laughs> yeah. And they do the big reveal, because remember at the beginning, Hackman took the, took the hair, only did yeah. the ball bit yeah. at the end, whatever. But there's all that funny stuff, too, about the casting. At first, they wanted all these names. I know. But like James Caan, he said he didn't want to wear the, can you imagine James Caan playing yeah. Superman? Yeah. I just. Well, Donner was smart. He, he stuck with his guns and he, he was, I mean, that movie still holds up as probably the 
the the premiere that started the whole thing off, you know. No, and remember at the time it was like mind boggling, a hundred million dollars for a movie. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. Think about it. And I think did they film a lot of Superman two at the same time like they did with the yeah? Premium it was spo- it was uh, intended to be a continuation. Yeah. Now now the one we don't want to talk about Superman four. <laughs> Yeah. The one hour and 20 minute movie that seems like three hours. Well, even that had some cool deleted scenes because there was like a bizarro creature. Yeah, there was bizarro. And I mean, that would have been interesting. I, I bought one with a commentary and, you know, the guy just said, you know, they just started pressuring me to cut it and cut it and cut it. And, you know, what are you going to do? It's the same thing with Daredevil. I bought a director's cut. Now that's awesome. I've heard that's really good. It's really good. See, I defend that movie. I don't think that, and I think that, Colin Farrell was excellent as Bullseye. Michael Clark Duncan, who yeah, else are you going to get for Kingpin? That was a great... And the director's cut was really good because there was courtroom scenes and there was like... They delved in... Just like that uh, ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. When you, when they put in the extra scenes, the story makes more sense. I just got done watching that Justice is Grey. Have you seen that? No. It's on HBO Max. Basically, what it is... It's it's Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it's got again it's got every scene. Oh, that you mean the whole thing? Yeah, in. I've seen the. But whole... it's in black and white. Oh, that one I haven't. No, I haven't seen. It, it's really cool, and they CGI'd the hell out of Steppenwolf. He, he's like glittery, and he's like. Did you sing different... "Born to Be Wild"? Yeah. Now the weird thing that gets me though, like as comic fans, even I didn't know who he was at first. I had to go back to the books because he's like one of Dark Side. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In this uh, Justice is Great thing, they explain his whole reasoning why he needs to do this so badly. He was cast out. Yeah. And all this. But you don't get any of that in the original. So you No, and now they're having this stuff about the Flash because of it. Oh, I know. That looks good, uh, It though. looks like a really good movie, but it's like, it stinks when they... But now, I think, like, the guy who's playing Kang, and the Marv, something he played, he was in Rock, he was in uh, Creed Three. I think he had some legal problems now, too. Oh, yeah? And that stinks when you filmed everything. Yeah. And I like Kang. I think Kang's a really I, good villain. When I look at these trailers for that Flash... I think it's cool they have Superboy in that. They have that. They have uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton, Ben Affleck. Yeah. They should have a CGI Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> they can do it now. That's the scary part. We're going to yeah. get to the part Hologram. where you could watch, like, we're going to have a Star Trek series. It's going to be the whole original cast of yeah. CGI. Right. And I don't, I'm not following this AI stuff at all. No. Yeah, that's, it gets kind of weird. Well, I know, like, you know, McCartney does that with... With you know, singing a song with Lennon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he does like two of uh two of us. I think he pops up on the screen. It's actually a video online of yeah. it on YouTube oh, where yeah? it comes up. I'll have to check they that have out. John Lennon. Didn't in Queen? Didn't they do like a hologram of Freddie Mercury for yep. like one song? Pretty soon we'll just be able to go see the Beatles if you want. I know. <laughs> it's weird. That's strange too. I think how time passed. Like my brother's band, New Math, they're putting out. Like, over 40 years ago, they're putting out, like, a re-release, and they're going to have some concerts in July. Nice. Isn't it weird how things come around? I would love to see that. Well, to go. I could probably get you on that. <laughs> is Roy going to play with him? Roy, Gary, only one who doesn't do it, and this isn't any news. It's like we know, like, how Greg really is done with the Chesterfield Kings. Yeah. Kevin Patrick's just, it's like one of those things he did, and he has yeah. no interest. So I forgot they have some, they had Johnny Cummings before, they have somebody searching. He's good. Somebody, but he's. He's busy, too. But we should have Johnny on the show. Johnny, come on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, somebody, Sergio, somebody's going to sing. But, oh, yeah, But yeah, there's okay. a set out now that 
it's going to be it's an eleven. It's you could pre-order and you could, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it's a eleven songs. Angela die trying can't get off the ground. Uh. And you could watch if you you could see like it's almost a twenty minute concert from thirty uh, ones on stage with them. Very cool. Yeah, that'd be good to see. I like watching. I mean, somebody Isn't gave me. Freaky though. I mean, did you ever look at yourself like from forty years ago? Yes, I have a few videos from the Penny Arcade and stuff. Very, in- pretty interesting. I mean, wow. I said, I, man, I could play. <laughs> then you'd freak out. Somebody sees it and go, "You had a son." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I, um, somebody long time ago, I played with this guy in a band, and he has since passed away. But he was a great guy. And his cousin was Mike Marconi that played in Whale and played in Alice Cooper's band. So he gave me that. Uh, it's a CD of the Whale at the Coronet Theater. And it's really good. I listened to that. And I'm just going, wait a minute. These guys were a blues band. And, and you know, you didn't think of it. Back then you were thinking, oh, heavy. They were heavy. They were heavy. But like Zeppelin, they were playing blues. But we didn't think about it as blues when we were. No, kids, well, that's what know? I. What did they? It was uh, the built polka blues for, for Black Sabbath, right? Or Earth or the blues band. But one thing I read, I've been reading a Black. I've been really into Sabbath lately. So as you can see, we do go all over the place yeah. here. So bear with us. <laughs> well, there's Supernaut. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I guess what they said, like Zeppelin, Sabbath, Purple. A lot of them, the reason the critics hated them is because they blindsided them because they didn't know they were going to be popular really fast. Right. But so maybe we just, it's the carnival. You think we're just going to talk you about You know, it. but when I read these, like, when I read these uh, histories of these bands and their resumes and stuff, and it just make they make it sound so like, well, then he quit this band, then he got in this band. <laughs> And then, he, you know, it's like, they make it sound like it's so simple to just jump in another band and make a record. Or, or you know? like, it's literally, like, like, when I read the Stones, it's like, they got together, they got an album, they started making music, they were popular. Yeah. It sounds, like, so easy. Like you I know, know, it's crazy. Like, I'm just going to join a band, get my limo and everything else. Yeah. But have you seen... Well, I bought it. Superman, <laughs> uh, you, did you watch Lois and Clark? Yeah. See, I liked Lois and Clark. That was a good show. And I think what they did... Is they realize okay you can the one criticism you could have is like of the villains and stuff they didn't but I thought like uh, trickster like uh, Mister Mister Pinelix was hilarious. Yeah. They did a good job with him in the in the Superboy show. But I you thought. know it's like how they did like John Shea with Luther he just sort of went away though. Yeah. And they tried to have inner gang. Right. But I found out later the reason they did the marriage thing was they were building up. That's why they killed Superman off in the comic. Was because they were going to build up to a marriage, but they want the TV show to catch up. Right. As soon as they did that, the TV show went. Yep. Yeah. That's the way it goes. I know. Nobody wanted. They just liked the anticipation, but they didn't really want it to resolve. But I, I like that show. Kind of like Coitus Interruptus. You know what I mean? You <laughs> know, I guess, and whatever else. But marriage Interruptus. You have like in terms of the comic, you have like an era you really like, or I know Kurt Swan's always. Uh, I always like uh, Kurt Swan. Uh, but then you go, like, again, we... I hated Kurt Schaffenberger, the guy that did the Lois Lane. I don't For some reason, he just bugged me. His style bugged me. But I don't like any of the new guys. I, I don't like the new art at all. It, it's sketchy. It's Caitlin it, Yarsky plug button. I just don't care for it. You know what was probably the... You would love this. Maybe they'll have it at Ollie's. This is one of my Superman for all seasons, Jeff Love and Tim Sale. Oh, okay. And they yeah, do, that's like, almost like American Gothic, where they... It's like... Just beautiful art. 
Yeah. Everything like the sm- the the small town. I think I. You might um, have it even. Well, I remember I saw All Star Superman. I think they did an animated version of that. Yeah, they did. Where we that's an awesome story though. All Star Superman with yeah. with like the sun and everything. That's like there was a Grant Morrison and uh, I think Brian uh, oh, Brian Hitch. I think. I'll tell you who I really liked. I liked. There was a guy in the '40s that did Superman after uh, Schuster or whoever the art. I forget which one is the was the artist. I, I goofed it up all um, the time too. But there was another guy that did him, and he he captured it. He really it, it was a good look. And I have that in a book. I have a book, Superman from the '30s to the '70s. It's a big like coffee they table. They have Manalis, book. I think. They got this one is good though. It's got. It's got this weird story, very surreal story called The Case of the Funny Paper Crimes. And <laughs> and they're reading the comics section, right? And there's like like they go Lois and Clark go to the movies and there's a Superman cartoon on in the movies and he has to like oh wait I got to get rid of her right now because she's going to see me change. And it's like very fourth wall. It's it's really cool. Like, and that's 1940. You know, One of these funniest. There was a 70s comic. This guy's like a big game hunter or something. So what he does, he's goofing around. There's a picture of Clark Kent. There's a picture of Superman in the paper. He draws glasses on it. Right. And he's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess you have to be modern. Like the whole, like I admit, like with you. How many times does DC revise stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, stuff gets old and people go, oh, come on, hey, you can't. You know, and then they try to make it more realistic. But the fantasies have the fun of it. Yeah, we well, like, think, yeah, go on. Well, like, when I was younger, I used to buy different comics. Every now and then I'd buy, I bought a couple of Phantom comics, which I thought was really good. You know, the Jungle Guy, the Phantom. Have you, there's another version of the Phantom. I bought a DVD. And... It's a two-disc set. I watched the first half. I got to watch the second half. But there's this kid, and they track him down, and they discover that he's in line with the family. So he's the new Phantom. And they give him this more high-tech suit, and he's got like a hood, and and it's more contemporary. But it's a, it's a pretty good story. I mean, you go like, think about like the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Weren't they like World War Two vets? So you got to sort of just right. have the leap of uh, faith and everything. Or like if you really age comic book characters. Right. And then the references obviously wear out and everything else. But it's escapism. It should be fun. You have to take right. it seriously. I mean, that's the whole idea of it. I mean, I've been watching these things. I watched, what the heck was it? There's a lot of stuff on that Tubi channel. They they showed this thing called uh, Phantom no, Space Patrol, Space Patrol, and it's like a series, right? And you know it's okay, but it's got some of the hokey sets and stuff. But again, if you look at that Adventures of Superman from the fifties, for a television version, their sets were good. They looked like real rooms. They looked like you know. The furnishings were, you know, I mean, they they went to the trouble of making it look like something. And it was like movie people making this TV show. Whereas these other things, they're like cardboard walls and doors. And, you know, you could tell it's phony, you know. But it's like, and and they go, oh, the effects and the effects are shitty. But but look at some of these other stuff that was around that time. And you'll really see some crummy effects. 
Yeah, that was like somebody said the criticism of the Phantom Menace for Star Wars. It was bad dialogues, bad effects. And somebody said, well, look at the original Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's the same thing. But I also want to love that. So these days, what do you do? You plug something into a computer, green screen. Imagine you had, a, like, the creativity where you had to come up, like, with Flash Gordon. Where you had right. to do, like, this. Like, I still love, like, looking at, the like, Flash the, Gordon series the models. Great. I like to look at yeah. the strings of the <laughs> And the sparklers out, coming the sparklers out. sparklers flying out or whatever out. Or didn't they use car lights a lot of times for stars? Yeah. I know for lasers, what they did for the... Is they banged on, like, telephone wires, like on a telephone pole. Oh, like wow. The laser That's cool. Effect. See, sound effects has always intrigued me when I was a kid. I used to really... I watched a couple things on how they did sound effects, and it's pretty interesting. Like, I watched this one thing. They were in a... They, they took, like, a sandbox, and they put... Well, I guess sand or something in it. But a sandbox? No, I don't believe you. No. <laughs> but what they did was it was supposed to be a scene of somebody skiing and of them hitting the, the snow and stuff. So they had these guys jumping in the in the thing and, and they would mic it up and they would record it. And I watched this Walter Lance, remember the Woody Woodpecker? Oh. He did a thing once. I remember all these things. I don't know how, but. They, they explained how they did fire. They did fire with, like, cellophane. If you take a piece of cellophane and crinkle it up, it sounds like fire. It's like, yeah, yeah actually, yeah. And, 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 and you <coughs> know, stuff like that. And it's like, to me, that was just so intriguing. There was you know? one I saw. We used to be Kids or People too. that show. But this kid did, like, a little movie, like, with a monster. And he does a laser beam, right? This was co- so cool to me. He's like, how did you do the laser beam? I took my nail... I ran it across the film. So ah. like, but one of the best was the killer shrews where they dressed in dogs. Yeah, yeah. We put the teeth in. <laughs> the teeth. Yikes. I don't know if that would be humane. Now, but it was... Well, what was that one movie? That I've seen it. I watched a couple of these specials on Tubi, the Atomic Age of movies, and they were talking about the whole, the reason why a lot of these movies got started from the, the Cold War and the Atomic Age and whatnot. And that one that, Beast from the Haunted Cave, I guess. Oh, yeah. And it was like, the movie was great up until when the monster comes out. And then it just went to hell. <laughs> there was one I saw when I was a kid. Gregory the Grave Walker was called Sound of Horror. Ah, and it was never about, saw that. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. You could find it on those 50-disc things. Yeah. I found it. But it scared the heck out of me. What it was, was it was like, they're going to this cave. It's like, there's like some war. There's this thing, this dinosaur killing him, but you couldn't see it. It was like radioactive. Right. All you could see was the footsteps. It was horrifying. Not when I saw it again. Yeah. But the worst part, it's scary. It's terrifying. Until they finally show it. Looks you know what's a pretty good modern, fairly modern horror is uh, Pitch Black. You ever seen oh, that? Oh, Vin Diesel? That is one creepy movie, man. I mean, I, I like that movie. Called The Old Man about a guy who gets caught in this cabin in the woods with this goofy old guy. Yeah. That was oh, trippy. That sounds good. No, it's really sort of, it's like, you'll have to guess, like, there's a lot of weird things yeah. going on there. But here's what you want, Pure Camp, 1970s, the tales of the Battle of the Super Friends. Oh, yeah. The live action Mordu, they had like a roast yeah. of all like the heroes. In the- <laughs> I think I've seen some of that. I got it. Frank Gorshin's on that, right? The Riddler. Yeah. yeah. They can't... They've got like Adam West, they got Batman, they've got Hawkman. Yeah. It's like they've got I think Mordu's water skiing. <laughs> Sinestro. I, I started to watch that. It was that was on two. This is like beyond. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so funny. It's like awesome. But they yeah, at least they had the characters that you don't get to see. 
No, but like for like Superman now, the one guy like have you seen Krypton? Yeah, that was a good show. That was good, and I think finally Brainiac gets done a little bit because I always think Brainiac is that even still on? No, it's gone. They had Brainiac and Doomsday. I saw parts of the first and season. Adam Strange. Yeah, it only went two seasons, but that one I wish they would have done was the Tim Burton Superman Lives. Yeah, oh god, Can that you sounded imagine? terrible. I guess like John, I guess like Kevin Smith still there's scripts out there. Yeah, and giant spider and some. So you got to have a stuff. spider. Yeah, but I guess Kevin Smith he'll sign the script if you give it to him, and he'll write "fuck Tim Burton." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine there was that one skit about leaving? It had like Superman as Nicholas Cage leaving Las Vegas into yeah. a phone booth. You know that that's such a weird world because can you imagine? You know, you get commissioned to do a screenplay, you do it, it never happens. I mean, you probably got paid for it, but it's like, you know, what was the point of all that work? And then they just don't. Well, I want you to write up a treatment. Okay, that so you do all it. The time and, like people will get like almost a million for a script, and it'll never. Send us a million for a carnival movie that's never made. I know. I mean, hey, um, I, I can make a flop really no, easy. No, I was reading, like, books. These authors, they'll get, like, quote, like half a million. Sylvester Stallone, who was broke, they wanted to buy his script for Rocky for, like, $500,000. Can you imagine having the guts, too, to say, no, I'm going to star in it yeah. when you're broke? Right. Have you seen that King of Tulsa? That's a good, good yeah. show. Yeah. That's a really cool show. You know, he's underrated when he wants yeah. to be. Like Burt Reynolds, I think Burt Reynolds is underrated because when he wants to act, he can act. Yeah, right. You know, I think some of them, they don't get that, but I mean, they play all like these, uh, you know, kind of roles, these popular roles. You don't realize they can act. Well, it, it's it's a tough line to walk when you're a character. When you're a character, you have to sort of act the same all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I've been watching that show, FBI. And it's another Dick Wolf show, so you know Law and Order and all those. But and every show is the same. It, it's the same format. It's just they they just interject different villain or different criminals, and it's kind of like a superhero thing. It's just like it's the same story. Okay, this guy's trying to get a bomb, or this guy's trying to do a fraud, or you know they try to catch him, they run, then they get him in the they get him in the interrogation. He's not the guy. Then there's more twists. And then, you know, but it follows a formula, but it's interesting and it's a guilty pleasure of mine. So. You know, and if it's well done and you enjoy it, that's the biggest thing, I suppose, on like the show is like, you know, we have our likes, we have our dislikes. It's like you like what you like. It's whatever. a winning formula. If you come up with a formula, you're going to keep it. You, you know, know, and you enjoy something, yeah. you might, like I might not like it or everything. It's like some, you know, I'm a jerk about music sometimes <laughs> with some people's taste, but if you like it, you like it. Hey, the right. bands sell a lot more than I would if I'm well, right. there and everything. You know, and they're doing something somebody likes. Well, that's why I enjoy, you know, and I'm glad people look at original music now a little differently than they used to. You know, there's a more of a market for it now. Because if you got good music and you put it across... I try. And, That's what we yeah. try on here. I still try to get, like, you know, some friends who, like, I'll just please, like, just give it a chance sometime. But they just want to listen to what they know. And they're, like, stuck. Growing. Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, I even said, like, I like the bangles. And I made, like, sort of, like, a hush about, well, you know, I did go to Idols and Scourgees. And Mike Morgan's like, well, they played Scourgees. There's times I go to a place, though, and I watch a band... And I, I just can't watch them. I, I just go, man, who are these guys? You know, and it's like, and I always, I can't either. I always joked with, with my buddy Eric Davidson. I said, some of these guys, it looks like they got off the couch from watching TV 
and they just went to the gig. No, they still one, got their white sneakers on and there's, you know, T-shirts. And it's like, will you please at least try to look like you're in a band? band and I don't yeah. smear people on the show, but they open. I used to go see a shout out to Pat Barry, a great guy who lives in Kentucky. But we used to go see Crazy Train, his Aussie company. Oh, yeah. And just it became a thing. You know, a bunch of friends. We got to know them. Ooh. I'm still in touch with Pat. But there's this one band that opened for him. It's like the weirdest band I've ever seen. It's like they all looked like they popped them out of like a cartoon from different bands. Right. <laughs> like the one guy's like the sloppy t-shirt. Other guy looks like you pulled them out of a 70s country band. Right. They all look different. Everything else. None of them like, I don't think they even bother. <laughs> the cheap trick approach. Speaking of which. <laughs> you know, but that's the one thing on cheap trick too. I noticed like on the first couple albums, like like second and third, they keep the weirdos in the back cover. Yeah, right. <laughs> the team beat. It's like keeping the weird uncle up in the closet. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting image, to have no image. Their image is no image. I saw some early pictures of when Rick Nielsen had the curly hair. Oh, I never saw that. Looks like Danny Elfman. Ah. But you're going to be going to see them. Yeah, uh, this Friday, coming up. So go see Del Greg. Lago. Greg will sign autographs if he's there and you see yeah. him. And, yeah. you know, and uh, post your pictures, maybe. Five bucks. They had some crazy thing for 200 and something dollars a ticket where, like, a meet and greet. You get a you get a drum head and you get some other crap. Uh, you know, I and admit, I was, like, not going to do I that. I admit for a second there was a meet. $600 was a meet and greet with Alice Cooper. I thought about it for, like, a millisecond. And I'm like, no. No. Yeah. I get for a second, though. It's like you can put your head in the guillotine. You know who's really good? Oh, that'd be cool, though. You know who's really good at that? Michael Fronte. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. We went to see him a couple times, Buffalo and some other. And he will actually go somewhere after, like, a, an adjoining building or something. And he'll actually just stand there. He'll stand there and talk to you. Pictures. He really works at it. You know it. who did that? Actually, you know, and, I, and he doesn't make you feel like, well, this is a privilege. He's, he has fun Willie doing Nelson, it. Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Willie Nelson, when he played like jazz, like jazz, he sat down on stage afterwards, talked to people. Penn and Teller do it. And Johnny Cash. When I saw Johnny, when he saw his Christmas show at the Auditorium Theater in the 90s, him in June, it's snowing. They just came. They stood outside. They stood like at the back of the Auditorium Theater Anybody wanted anything, and you know who else did it is Ronnie James Dio. He said he wow. would be there till five in the morning. He said everybody who wants something gets it signed. That's good. You know how he learned that though? Besides being a good guy, because Richie Blackmore was such an asshole. Right. They were in Rainbow. <laughs> well, you know, you, people forget that if you didn't have fans, you wouldn't be selling these records. Hey, I don't care. One of the best you stories know. I heard about Richie was like he had two bottles. A fan sees him in the hall. He's got two bottles of wine. He's like, Mr. Blackmore, and I guess Richie Blackmore, he hates, oh, Richie, you're great. you got to expect that, right? But he just goes, Richie, can I have your autograph? Richie stops, doesn't say a word, gives him the bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that. Yeah, yeah, but would you drink it? <laughs> I know, I just keep it in. Richie's, yeah. I get the fingerprints on it. Right, hey, there but you go. But this hour is soared by. We're glad <laughs> to right. be back on the carnival. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be fairly regular. We've had like you know, shout out to everybody who's injured and firmed. I've had my prunes, yes. Yes, Greg's had his prunes, <laughs> but we'll be trying to have some good old favorites back, some guests. And... You'll be happy when we have guests on. You won't have to listen to us. Yeah, so much. and we'll be here when we be here. We can't say we'll be here every week, but the carnival 
abides as always. That's right. But we're going to have today, because Greg's not going to sing a cappella. Uh. Now, I saw Grace and Megan were just in town. I was telling them. And Grace was a big help. She's like, pick whatever truck moves you. But you should see Grosh if they come in town sometime. They're from Buffalo. They're just lots of fun. They play Bunsies a lot. There's called thing called the Girls of Grosh, which is Grace and Megan. Okay. They're playing at Smoking Hot Chicks. They just played Abilene. Oh, yeah? And we're... don't talk to Megan during... Uh, Break because she has to pee, and it's okay if I say because she says it Yeah, I got to do something at Smoking Hot Chicks We're gonna, for that steel rail thing for in Fairport. But she can, July. but they're all really nice. They're really good. Grace kills, and she's been in a lot of different bands. But if you'd like to have their two albums here, and since they didn't help me, one's called Not Down for Long, the other one's called Whether or Not You Know, and I don't know what to play. So if you would just like to look quickly at the song titles and pick one, and we'll blame it on yeah. the drummer. Hmm. How about those hmm. Mets? I guess they're playing hmm. while I'm trying to fill the time now while Greg is scanning this. Well, let's see. Does anybody eat Fruit Loops or Tricks for breakfast anymore? Cheap Tricks. Well, there's a song here called I Bet You Did. That sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> we'll play that one then. <laughs> Number seven. Okay. We'll play from Grosh. I bet you did. Check them out. They're playing all over Buffalo. They play Sportsman Tavern, Jackrabbit. Very energetic show. They do covers. They do originals. Wow. They don't do windows. I gotta see. <laughs> I'll tell you when they're in town. I'll yeah, please you. do. I like. To, I always love to check bands out because you seem to have more of a your finger. On I just this can't. Than I, I had a I blame Michaela Davis, blame Alex Cote, and everyone. I saw Danger Bird. They had a gig beforehand. I'm too and busy actually, trying to keep my calendar straight. <laughs> Gary Trainer. They're playing at the Infrared Radio Orchestra Fest on June second. Oh, 3rd. we're doing that one. You are. Oh, yeah. You too. Yeah. Get them all together. I can't be there the whole day. We dude. should try to get. Him on. Yeah, oh yeah, him and Roy. Yeah. I have connections. We should. Roy always says he's going to be on. Yeah, get, uh, what's his name from Infrared? Kim again? Kim. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be good. I think I always, I just like, I think he lives in Seneca, but I'll ask him. I have to get my CD too. I already pre-ordered. So, who would you like to see and hear on the Carnival Randomness? Send us your request to Carnival Randomness, P.O. Box 222, Kanky, Illinois. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> No, you're playing that? I didn't even know. I looked at yeah. the lineup. It's on yeah. June 30th. There's two of them. There's one at Radio Social. There's one at House of Guitars. We're doing both of them. Oh, Devil's yeah. Pension, though. This is like they play Die Trying. It's like good old. But the thing I want to say, Danger Bird, they had another gig. So this was like the latest I've been out. Like, and it, I, this, is, this is a secret, but every band is going to do something special. But I can't talk about it. Kim, Kim made a big deal. That I will say no more. About it. I will say no more. Cone of silence. That's but thanks it. for listening and listen to Grosh. And thanks for putting up with us two idiots. <laughs> yes, especially me. <laughs> and see you next time. Bye. Words run off your lips so smooth. I listen in silence as you didn't tell her the truth. It hurt to hear that come so easy. Someone on Based on how well you did I bet she's not the only one And there wasn't even one good reason But she was quickly fooled by your charm
those nights You said you just needed rest I'm wondering who you're with But I keep hoping for the best You told her the same things You said to my face I wanna know how you really feel But you keep pushing me Show. 